Hello, welcome to our podcast on real life motivation. I'm Rachel Day and I'm one of your hosts. I'm also the founder of Flying School. Flying School is a place that helps children and young people learn how to fly, as in develop inner confidence, as well as learn how to help each other fly. My co-host is Kelda Wood. Kelda is the founder of the charity Climbing Out. Climbing Out runs outdoor activity programmes aimed at rebuilding self-esteem, confidence and motivation in people who have been through mental or physical trauma. In these podcasts, Kelda and I are basically having a chat. We pick a topic and we start sharing our ideas and thoughts and in particular our real life stories in relation to that topic so that we can be as helpful as possible in helping you find motivation. I hope you enjoy it. Hello everybody, welcome to our next episode of Real Life Motivation and we are calling this one Real Life Motivation and Belonging Um, and I guess when we were preparing for these podcasts and what we might, the subjects or the themes we might choose, um, I brought this one up because it was a key component of our flying formula. So in order to fly, I've got sort of three ingredients. The first is individuality, plus belonging, plus possibility. And so belonging is really key. And so I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about it, Kelda, to help maybe figure it out with you. What do we mean by it? Why is it important? And what does it look like in real life? Um, so that's that's hopefully where we're going to get to with our conversation today. Um, but welcome, Kelda. What are your first thoughts on belonging when when I when you hear me say that? What 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 springs to mind for you? Well, it is so interesting when you actually stop and actually think about belonging because when we first talked about doing this as a podcast I was like oh yeah because belonging is so important you you know and I think from a personal side of things and and what I see with other people feeling part of something and belonging to something certainly I feel is is you know it, it comes under Maslow's hierarchy of needs doesn't it and it is such a key component of us feeling happy and content with with life but I also see through the work I do that there can be a negative side to belonging and it can sometimes hold people back so it was really interesting because when I started thinking about stories and and exam real life examples of belonging a lot of them are actually negative but then I see belonging as such a positive thing so it almost caused a bit of confusion for me okay what what does belonging look like and what does belonging mean so I, I you know this I hope will be a really interesting discussion just for us trying to work that out as much as anything yeah because I think um I think some of us might assume and, I, and myself included that in order to belong, I need to fit in. So in some ways I might dilute myself so that I belong, so that other people like me because I become more like them. Um, but the belonging that helps us find real life motivation is the belonging that we feel when we're being ourselves. Um, so our identity isn't sort of compromised as a result of belonging. Um, I don't, 
often, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I think, and I'm, I'm kind of putting this as with a bit of a question mark at the end, Rachel, as in, have I understood this right? Because I guess how I see that is, I know I've never felt happier than when I'm part of a team. And, you know, whether that be the GB team with Paracanoe, whether that be the team climbing Aconcagua, you know, the group of people that were, were rowing the Atlantic, um, you, you know, the team we have working on climbing out, but we're still all individuals. So, you know, we still have to be the people we want to be and we have to stay true to our own core values. So I'm guessing that when that sense of belonging brings that contentment and happiness, it's when you do stay true to yourself and then that person fits in with the wider team or, or you're still part, you, you bring something to that team. Um, because I, I, the negative side I've seen of it is when I've, I mean, I think GB athletes or not just GB athletes, elite athletes are a prime example where their identity becomes being an athlete, you know, and, and wearing your country's colours or, or whatever it might be. And that, that is who you are and your identity, you're part of the team. But you then come out of the team, you know, you retire, you get injured, you're not good enough and you lose your identity. And, you know, we see a lot of mental health problems within elite athletes. The same with the military. You know, when they're in the military, that is their identity. They're part of the military, but it becomes their be all and end all. And when they then leave the military, whether that be through getting medically discharged or, or the end of their career or whatever it might be, they lose that identity. So again, we see a huge amount of um, mental health problems with people when they, they leave the military because they lose that identity. And then the third one that I've really seen is when people have been through trauma and their trauma, whatever it be, whether that be cancer or, um, you know, the big one I'm thinking about is the Manchester Arena bombing. We saw a lot of people that being a victim of the Manchester Arena bombing allowed them to become part of something. And then they didn't want to lose that. They, if they actually started moving forwards, if they started recovering, if they started getting on with life, they were no longer part of that group. And being part of that group gave them security, gave them a sense of belonging. And they liked that. So actually, I saw a lot of people getting stuck in being a victim because it brought them something. So I guess that is the negative side of belonging. But, but there's pros and cons, isn't it? This is where we could go around in circles because, you know, actually, if that gate, I'm thinking of Manchester bombing or, or, or any of it, you know, when you're, when you're an athlete, when you're in the military, that's part of the amazing thing about it is being part of that team and having that sense of belonging but then when it's taken away it can cause a lot of problems so I think that's a real question like when you said about it still being it down to us that we're not reliant on other people 
to give us that sense of belonging but quite how we do that I'm not sure <laughs> gosh you've raised so much there Calder and and just going back to that last <laughs> one I think it's a really good point isn't it because it again it's an assumption isn't it that if I am no longer a victim I won't belong anymore and then I won't have this community around me so one of the things you know the psychological needs um, of Maslow's is belongingness and and therefore we will try and belong and I think if we try too hard we um, we don't belong actually but it doesn't do us any favors either so I think you've raised a really good point there go on yeah and I think the way you've put it there Rachel is great in that because and, and yes Maslow's hierarchy of needs one of the the psychological needs is belongingness in love and so it is a inherent need within us as human beings to belong to something and feel love so if we haven't got it we look for it and we try and become part of something but maybe that's when if we're trying too hard we compromise ourselves and so actually we're not we're not finding that need because we're not really there but actually when we stay true to ourselves and we start to become part of something a we're becoming part of something that's right for us but also, I'm, I'm kind of I'm putting this again with a question mark at the end. If we're still staying true to ourselves, if that's then taken away for any reason, we don't lose everything because we've still got our own identity. And then we can look for that belongingness from somewhere else. But we're still ultimately getting it from being us and we're not reliant on those other people to fulfill that need? Yeah, so I think that our sense of belonging isn't about what we do for a living, or it isn't about um, the groups that we align with because they've had similar experiences. Um, I think our sense of belonging is who, who we are as people. Um, and therefore we belong because this is, this is who we are, you know, this is how we show up. This is how we contribute. Um, but it, if if we just feel a sense of belonging because of what we do in in that moment for our for the work that we do or the you know the activities that we're taking on, then I think we might limit ourselves because the minute that isn't there, we we feel lost at sea because we've we've decided that everything is about the what we do rather than who we are. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because I still think that that, and for different people, pe different people work in different ways, but certainly for me, being part of the team is something that I've always loved. Um, and whether that be a team of people that are absolutely in line with the sort of person I am, it hasn't always been like that, but I still loved being part of a team. But maybe recognising why you love that, feeling but still also recognizing that that doesn't mean I have to compromise who I am just to fit in um I love being part of the team but I am still this person and I'm still going to stay true to those core values 
and and in some respects it, it then it becomes a more enjoyable process because you're not reliant on that team I'm not sure if I've explained that very well but it's kind of trying to make sense because I, I do think belonging to something is is absolutely vital absolutely vital so but then how, how do we counteract that negative side of being part of something and I think what we're saying is it's just watching that we don't um, dilute our own identity in order to belong that we stay true to who we are and I think the minute we don't stay true to who we are we feel it we forget I get a gut feeling this is you know I'm trying to be part of this group but actually I don't really align with their values yeah. or you know I don't really enjoy it when we're together so that I, I think it's just noticing it's that self-awareness isn't it? it's noticing when that happens and and I guess as well that's where part of a group can be something as straightforward as as joining the gym you, you know when there's a group of people that you do your your I don't know spinning class with you know but actually you're still part of something with that spinning class and then it's probably not as vital whether everyone's in line with with your values it's just a group of people you know I'm thinking of our adventure rowing club and they're a crazy bunch of people um but you know once a week we go out on the water and we have such a good laugh and they have such a great approach to things and you still feel part of something but it's for two or three hours on a Tuesday night you know whereas um, the, the bigger things are more important and it does really come down to families as well doesn't it because you, you know that belongingness in love mm -hmm. families is a huge part of that and um, you know for some people that's a great dynamic for some people it's not and I think as well some things are out of our control you know so again let's say when I was on the the GB squad I didn't have any control over who the coaches were who the other athletes were the the bit that was the team thing was that I was a GB athlete and I was you know representing my country and you had to train hard you had to go in the gym you had to go out on the water and you had to train hard but I didn't have any control over who the other athletes or coaches or, or anything were um so i think that's where recognizing that we still need that sense of belonging but being aware when it can be out of our control and and maybe going right i'm i'm going to still do this but i'm gonna fulfill that need of belongingness and love from somewhere else yeah I think you've hit a really good nail on the head there where it feels out of our control. So I think if we're waiting for others to help us feel we belong, so we're waiting for a good leader or we're waiting for a really great friendship group or we're waiting to re meet the right person to feel like we belong, then it feels out of our control and um, there's nothing we can do about it. Whereas I guess when we're talking about real life motivation, I think there are things that we can do that help us belong. So we fall into something that is completely out of our control. You're in the GB team, you're with coaches and athletes that you haven't chosen. You know, they're not necessarily people you would pick. So how do you create a sense of belonging in that team? Because I would say, if you don't, if you put it somewhere else, and, and obviously I love what you're saying, that we've probably got pockets of belongingness in lots of different places <laughs> in our lives. Actually, that's probably really good for us and healthy, isn't it? 
Um, so that's absolutely right. But even in that team, if you're not feeling a sense of belonging in that team, I don't think you'll do your best. I don't think you'll be able to. Um, mm. I think that'll become a, a going through the motions. But actually, it's a bit like the head and the heart. My head says I'm going to be part of this team because I'm representing my country and I've been told to. My heart isn't in it because I haven't got that sense of belonging. And so sometimes I think we see that as black and white. I have either I either belong or I don't. And it's all down to everybody else's what they're like and what they tend to be like and how I fit into that. And I think what we're saying in these podcasts is actually it's down to you, too. How do you create that sense of belonging when you find yourself in a place where you just don't feel like you belong? So how do you, Rachel? <laughs> you knew I was going to come back at you with that question because, you know, I think for me, the whole point in these podcasts hasn't just been about going, all right, we've got this great theory, but actually how you apply the theory, we're not quite sure. So, OK, how how do you create that if you is maybe not naturally happening and I think I think you're right to ask that question and I think that it will be different for everybody listening to this so um I can give examples of how I've done that in my life and I might come to you Kelder if you can think of, of ideas when you've done that but I for me I think it's stepping out of you know it's it's playing an equal role in creating this sense of belonging. So I found myself in this team and I think sometimes we give too much responsibility to everybody else to make us feel we belong. <laughs> but what's my role in that? How do I do that? Mm. Um, and I'm just thinking about, you know, just literally in my, um, yeah, I, actually I'll give an example. I was, I was reading a book by Oprah Winfrey a long time ago, actually. And one of the things that stuck with me in that book was how she has got um she's got this outdoor furniture in her back garden which is probably amazing and um the neighbors come and sit and watch the sunset with her very often very regularly it's like a thing they do and it really struck me of you know it's these people who are coming from all walks of life but they're coming together and they're sitting and having a drink on an evening and they're watching the sunset so for me that's like wow that's that's belonging but she had to be open enough to to invite to let people in um, she had to probably create the first the first invitation actually um, and I was thinking you know that's what I try and do in our local um, neighborhood I put things through the door for the neighbors and we get together in the summer and at Christmas um, but in the middle of lockdown when it was VE day um, we all sat and had a picnic in our gardens in our front gardens as opposed to our back gardens and I wandered around people's gardens and the stories that I heard and some of them had got dressed up, some of them, they're older people, they were playing literally music from the 40s. And I felt a real sense of belonging. And I think I felt it because I'd got to know them. I'd found their story out and I'd um, just, yeah, just loved and got really curious. It, it, I've been scribbling things down as you've been talking there, because I, I think it does, it makes you really stop and think, Rachel, because 
I like that putting the responsibility back onto you because that's something we're in control of then you know we can do something about it so if I'm thinking of an example from from my kind of journey when I worked at Battleback um, and you know when I first started there there was a team of 16 world-class coaches and I wondered what the hell I was doing there because all I'd ever done was ride horses you know so I had these amazing coaches that were so highly qualified all I'd done all my life was ride horses and I'm like how the hell am I here you know and I didn't feel part of the team and and I know some of the other coaches thought I shouldn't have been part of the team because I wasn't qualified I wasn't experienced you know so I went off and I got myself qualified you know I decided to go and do my diploma in in my personal development coaching and actually it was in getting qualified and getting the knowledge and the experience so that I could be an effective coach that enabled me to get a lot better at my job that enabled me to then feel part of the team partly because I had more confidence in what I was doing and partly because other people accepted me more because I was doing a better job you know but the responsibility bit there is I got off my bum and I went and did the qualifications so I guess that's where it could be very easy to go right they need to make me fit in you know I'm not as qualified as them but they they need to make me feel part of the team but actually it was about me going off and doing something that enabled me to fit in. And I think the other thing for that though is the reason why you weren't feeling that you belonged was again not about them that was about your self-talk wasn't it it linked to the, the one of the previous yes. podcasts we've done so our self-talk can tell us we don't belong they're better than us we don't fit in here but I, I also think there was a, an element of reality there because I was there as a coach and I didn't know how to coach mm -hmm. so yes I had life experience yes I had my story but I wasn't being an effective coach because I didn't know how to be one so actually it was my responsibility to then go off and learn those skills and then I could become an effective part of the team. So I think there, there was a bit of self-talk, but actually that was the reality, the real self-talk, because you're right, I don't know what I'm doing here. You're right, I'm not doing a great job because I haven't got the skills. So go and get them. Kelder, and and then you can become you feel part of the team and they're they're more open to you becoming part of the team as well yeah but actually you you belonging in that team wasn't just down to whether you had the skills and the qualifications mm -hmm. um it was down to you saying to yourself right i haven't got the skills and qualifications but what have i got that i could bring to this team how yeah. do i how do i turn up with something that's a different thing to what already exists and and how can i connect with these people so that we get to know each other as humans um, there's been lots of work done um, around productivity and organizations and how um you know some organizations will have forced coffee breaks where you have to have a coffee break and you have to stop and in that coffee break you've got nothing else to talk about but how's how's life for you what's going on and as a result of connecting as human beings, we feel we belong a bit more because people know us beyond our role. And then 
when we get back into the work scenario, we are desperate to help that person do well because we know more about them. We, we see them as a human being rather than as a job role. Or yeah, it, it kind of, I've just got another question that sort of follows on with, with the line we've been going at, Rachel, in that, so thinking of people in the military who, you know, they've, they've maybe been in for 20 years or 10 years or five years, whatever it is, you know, and that has become their absolute sense of belonging. And then they get medically discharged. And, you know, see it time and time again, where that causes real issues for people and understandably, because, you know, the longer they've been in, the longer that identity has been sort of formed and, and established. But are we saying then that it's about recognising the need for that sense of belonging? And if someone comes out of the military or, or another so you, you know, organisation like that, it's about proactively looking to fulfil that from somewhere else? Yeah, I think... I think so. It's how do I, it's like with anything, it's like, what's my purpose now? Uh, my mum, she um, had Parkinson's disease and she had to retire early. Well, she loved teaching. And the only way that she could continue was to decide, well, where's my fit now? It was one of the hardest things to leave the teaching profession, but she found the next fit, which was to write her story and she wrote a book. And so some of that's about purpose, but I think what we're saying is that belonging and purpose link together, don't they? Yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and again, it is interesting because it is back to that responsibility. So um, there is that element of, okay, whether you're leaving a job or retiring or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't just have to be in the military, does it, for someone who's taught? all their life you know when you come out of the profession it's huge isn't it but actually it's then about being aware that you need to still feel that sense of belonging so actually instead of just sitting at home and going I have no sense of identity I don't belong to anything right go and find it and and you might have to try lots of different things it might be about you know joining the badminton club or joining the bridge club or or joining a band or whatever it might be but just get out there and find places where you can start to create belonging yeah I think what we're saying is without it we're going to struggle to be motivated but we won't get it without without making the first move like doing something because it will be different for everybody um so creating a sense of belonging is maybe something that we don't think that we have to focus on or even bring into our attention but actually maybe we do like how do I do that for me because that's going to really maybe be a real game changer in in how motivated I am I, I love that I think that's kind of the perfect place to finish Rachel in that that really gives me clarity because when we first started talking at the beginning we'd actually I felt become a little bit confused about what belonging actually meant and what it was but I think that putting it back on yourself you know being aware that it is a core part of of our hierarchy of needs you know so if you don't feel like you have that belongingness and love 
being proactive and looking and and yeah actually taking steps to actually look for it and make it happen and and create that sense of belonging yeah and i think sometimes those steps feel risky because they are we don't know like i can put loads of notes through my neighbor's doors and say come watch the sunset they might not come and then i'll feel terrible and i will really feel like i don't belong you know so i think it, it is taking a risk isn't it it's taking a risk then i do also believe the right people will come so you know the people that don't come you probably wouldn't want them sat in your garden anyway um so you know if they don't come don't worry about it but the ones that do come they're the right people because they're the people that will sit and enjoy that sunset sunset with you so maybe we need to it's a bit like you know chucking all the balls in the air and and we catch the right ones when they come down but you know actually the ones we don't catch maybe they were balls we were never meant to have anyway yeah and it's just making me think that when we are trying to create a sense of belonging for ourselves if we forget about us for a minute and just think about how do i help others feel they belong here it it's, can also happen that way around you know our focus on including others and inviting others almost suddenly helps us feel we belong as well it, it, you know through everything we do with the podcast with climbing out I always say it's about raising awareness, you, you know, actually making people more aware. And I feel like it's actually made me more aware about the importance of belonging, both for myself, but for others as well. So, you know, a huge part of what we do with climbing out is people feel a sense of belonging. They become part of something. So actually, you know, recognizing that, nurturing it but in a healthy way, it, you know, so it is that, okay, yes, become part of something, but also still be independent, you know, so there's not that reliance, but it's, if we, you know, I hope through this, if we've just made people stop and think about belonging, both for themselves and for others, that would be a great thing. Brilliant. Lovely to chat to you, Kelda, and thank you so much for all your ideas today. Thank you, Rachel. So that's the end of our podcast for today. Thanks so much for listening. We would really appreciate it if you subscribed to our podcast and left us a rating and a review wherever you find your podcast. We understand this is the best way for as many people as possible to hear about it. If you would like more information on Climbing Out, visit climbingout.org.uk or more information on Flying School, visit flyingschool.fun. Thanks again for joining us and see you next time.